Welcome to Best Song Ever. My name is Brian LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my dear, dear cousin, Luke LeBen. How you doing today, Luke? I'm the best. Around. Why do you say that? Nothing's gonna ever keep me down. <laughs> That's great. I don't know. I'm just uh, doing the best I've ever done. Uh, no, not really. It's mm. just because we're getting to the end of the year. Everyone keeps mm-hmm. talking about bests mm-hmm. and worsts mm-hmm. and lasts yeah, and firsts. It's like who can keep up with it anymore. Right. Um, and I thought we could make a fun little game about it. And uh, because Spotify released their most streamed songs of the decade and billboard released the 10 worst songs of the decade interesting so i'm gonna just read you one and you have to guess which list it's on and there's just a few of them i'm calling this game most streams or bad dreams (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's got a nice rhyme yeah it's not good i had a bunch of other (laughs) titles that were but who knows we might play this again in 10 years but other than that who knows if we'll play it again so to start off, if, uh, oh, well, if you think it's on the Spotify list, you say most streams. If you think it's on the Billboard bad list, mm-hmm, you say bad mm-hmm, dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, Ed Sheeran, Shape of You. Most streams. Yes, you're right. I, I knew kn- that one would be. A lot of these are, they're probably all really easy, by the way. <laughs> I, I felt like I remember hearing that that was like the most streamed song a few years ago or something. Yeah, and so, it still yeah. hasn't changed. Um, Post Malone, Rockstar featuring 21 Savage. Hmm. You're just like a rock star. I hate that song. So. Uh, bad Dreams. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, yes, I thought I'd trip you off. That got 1.7 billion streams, baby. Okay. I don't know if that one's good, but uh, there there's some there's uh, some post Malone songs I like. Yeah, there's I don't one know or that. two. I don't remember that one. Insane Clown Posse, Miracles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sh- they put that on the Bad Dreams. Oh yeah. What? That it song's is. amazing. Did they not take the music video into account? They must not have taken the music video into account. Yeah, I mean, I think that. It, it was embedded in the article, so oh I think they Oh my god, did. I can't believe it. Billboard, what are you talking about? Okay, what about Brad Paisley and LL Cool J, oh. Accidental Racist? Oh god, I <laughs> uh, bad dreams. God, it, sounds, it sounds like a nightmare, to be honest. Now, what about the Chainsmokers Closer featuring Halsey? Ugh, uh, most streams. Yeah, it is. See, that's the... I, Sort of hoped I could trick you with that one in Ed Sheeran, but they are obviously the most streamed, but they should be on Bad Dreams because mm. they're terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then we can just pretty much call it there, but uh, other <laughs> other songs on the Bad Dreams list include Buck 22 featuring Billy Ray Cyrus with Achy Breaky 2, which... Ooh. Okay, did you never see that? No. So when Old Town Road came out, I was like... He did this before, mm. where he was on a rap song, mm-hmm. and it was really terrible. And it was that. It was like the Achy Breaky 2 rap remix. Oh, and man. they're on a spaceship with some ladies. <laughs> it's terrible. So a spaceship, like a, spaceship a tractor. With some ladies. <laughs> um, yeah, so the top five uh, Spotify songs were Ed Sheeran, Shape of You, Drake, Post Malone, Chainsmokers, another Ed Sheeran song, which I'm like, all these are very recent, and that's of the decade? Like, that's kind of weird. That there's nothing from any earlier in the decade other than, like, a few years ago. Um, When did Spotify come about? 
Uh, it's been around for over 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, also, the other thing I wanted to talk about on that list is there is apparently a, one of the songs is Super Heavy, Miracle Worker, and Super Heavy was apparently a super group with Mick Jagger, Joss Stone, <laughs> Damian Marley, and A.R. Rahman, and what? Dave Stewart. I don't know who that is. Weird. But I'm like, that sounds terrible but um you didn't listen to it no i didn't mm, yet that's probably a good call <laughs> yeah it sounds but it the sounds thumbnail is like davian marley mick jagger and joss stone and he's in like a pink suit and they're like marching down the street it looks terrible Oof. all right so that was most dreams are bad dreams brian clearly won because it was mm-hmm. way too easy i really just wanted to talk about both those lists no no that was fun um and i did win i'm a winner yes you are a most dream, not a bad dream. And uh, we're going to have our lists coming out mm. soon, and mm-hmm. we'll be doing our episodes soon of our best albums of the year. So it's list season, baby. It is, and it's like double your pleasure, double your fun with lists because we have all of the normal best of the year lists, but then we also have the best of the decade list, which, which, are, which are pretty interesting. Um, that's pretty interesting thought there. Yeah, it is. It is like double mint gum. Yeah. Um, and it's too much, too much list for me. <laughs> too, too much lists. Um, I do love, um, so mu- music lists I feel strongly about and like generally disagree with and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, book lists and movie lists though i feel like point me in the direction of what i want to see and read uh because i don't keep up with them as much so i love movie and book lists okay is that (laughs) that interesting (laughs) it's it's interesting enough i like talking lists should we make a show called talking lists number one gotta be schindler's grocery it, it would that's actually kind of a fun idea like to to find a list and then talk about it run run through it on so many different topics it really doesn't sound that fun the way i think you it just sounds fun you it. find a list and then you talk about it uh i don't know if any of this is in the podcast right now but either way <laughs> keep stay tuned for list talk coming 2020 i think it sounds good I don't know. I would listen to it. All right. Well, this is not best list ever. It's best song ever. So we're going to play you a playlist. Damn it. It came back. Um, of some handpicked songs that we find delectable. Uh, if Brian plays one I really love, I'm going to give my stamp of approval, which is Lordy Lordy Barry Gordy. And uh, if I play one that he really loves, he's going to give his, which is... Papa Likey. So my first song comes from... A beloved Canadian electronic artist. Canadian treasure, if you will. Dan Deacon. I mm. love Dan Deacon. What are your what are your thoughts? What are your feelings? Uh Dan Deacon's great. I was just thinking though, like um, you know, like National Treasures, an American movie, if they remade it Canadian Treasure. Oh, that'd be what, good. Like what would they be looking for? Yeah. Sap? Is that the equivalent of Canada's constitution? Beavers? (laughs) Beavers? Mounties? I don't know. That that flag. Mm, There's like one special one. 
that they could steal. I don't know. I don't think that they have. Like, there's maybe something in their Capitol building that's good or something. Yeah, I but they would it. just be like, oh, you want this treasure? Take it. <laughs> They're so polite. <laughs> yeah. They're so polite. Just uh, take the treasure, Nick Cage. But Dan Deacon's great. I honestly haven't really thought about him in years. Oh, wow. uh, I I've liked a lot of his stuff, but it's been a long time since I've mm. listened to him. Well, start thinking about him because he's got a new album coming out called Mystic Familiar, which Ooh. I love that title That's so much. Nice. Um, I I love Dan Deacon. I saw him open for Arcade Fire years ago. And he was had the party going, and it was pretty great. You may have also heard his songs on the Canadian show Letter Kenny. My Canadian there was a mm. bad impression of Jared Kiso's Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they play Feel the Lightning as well as a couple other of his uh, songs. Dan said this about the new album. Like a dear friend, I miss very much working on Mystic Familiar. I don't think I ever truly wanted to finish making this album. It felt like finishing a dramatic chapter in my life. I nearly abandoned this album in its entirety several times. All the pieces have been built up and torn apart countless times, reworked and rewritten over and over again. It took four years, the longest I've worked on any single project. In those four years, my life radically changed. A decade-long relationship ended. Began a film composer. He composed for many films. Uh, Fell in love, was forced out of my apartment and studio by developers, found a new home. Got my first ever driver's license, started working on my mental health, started a meditation habit. During this period of massive flux, I was writing and producing Mystic Familiar. It was a writing process heavily influenced by constant interruptions. Uh, he goes on to say how like the cinematic doing the scores maybe influenced his work on this album. And he has these like four arps, which are sort of like the seem like sort of bookends, uh, like the different acts of this album. I got excited when I saw you had a new song. I hoped that it would be the Dan Deacon signature, a bright and energetic electronic jam with some wild and surprising synth composition, some cool vocal effects, and Dan Deacon delivers. Mm -hmm. You know he does. Mm -hmm. Uh, This song feels grand and cosmic and existential, but fun and playful at the same time production as you'll hear is just dense and beautifully built it's practically bursting at the seams with wonderful sounds so let's get into it here's dan deacon with sat by a tree not sap by a tree
Papa Likey, that's uh, yeah, that was great. Bright, like you said, bursting at the seams. Good uh, melodies going on. Energetic. Loved it. Yeah. It was great. Oh, which, you know, bursting at the seams, I didn't even mean this when I said it, but in a much grosser sense. Uh, so the video, when it was sent to me, it said, do not watch if you have a strong aversion to bugs. And Ooh. I was like, I do have a strong aversion to bugs, but I was curious, so I watched it. And it's really cool, but it's disgusting. Uh, mm-hmm. The video, it's like stop motion but with like these bugs and it's like this woman uh who's like alive and she's just like laying in on the ground and getting eaten by bugs basically and then by the end of it her body's completely gone and like the grass grows so it's sort of like that you know the cycle of life where matter cannot be created or destroyed so it's Mm -hmm. like you will fertilize the ground and bring new life and yeah very existential um kind of funny too but also gross it sounds a bit disgusting no it's really cool though i mean it's just what in achieving those visuals uh i'd be very interested to see it behind the scenes because it was really well done but that's uh he's sort of talking about in this song just reading the lyrics um i was reading that he was in influenced by like brian eno and uh mm-hmm. th- they referenced david lynch's like idea of creativity of catching the big fish um and he said like he was able to like access that um area like that creativity in himself and thinking about david lynch this just the trippiness and time bending of this song like he says a moment can last a lifetime in your mind and then he's saying i walked off sat by a tree it captured my attention when it started asking me what would you cast into existence if you contain the persistence to unwind? And then he talks about like dying. He says, it is out of my control what this world wants there to be told of me in time. And it's sort of an interesting just thinking about like legacy and how it is out of your control. So you may as well just unwind and not worry so much and live your life. See, I was hoping that it was going to be a song about Qui-Gon Jinn's theory about how there's always a bigger fish. Oh. Do you remember that from The Phantom Menace, which they're traveling through the underwater world. Oh, There's always a bigger fish. Being chased by some monster, and then a big fish comes in and eats that monster. Dude, I remember that scene, and 11-year-old me was like, I thought that was amazing. I was like, there's always a big, there's a bigger one. Right. Oh, that's good stuff. It is good stuff. Good one, Liam. It's also terrifying. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, since it's called Sit, Sat by a Tree, you were hoping that mm. he it was going to be like about Sir Isaac Newton. Mm, getting and that, that famous that apple, apple donked him. <laughs> donked by an apple. Donked by an apple. As we all know, the Isaac Newton story. But yeah, no, I like how... Uh, it is sort of this existential sort of thinking about what happens when you're gone, but then it is just so bright and uplifting and uh, has an element of fun to it as well. I uh, love Dan Deacon. Anything he does is going to be fantastic, and this is everything I could have hoped for and more. So that was Dan Deacon with Sat by a Tree from Mystic Familiar. That is out January 31st on Domino. 
so I'm going to play uh, my first song from an artist that you have played on the podcast thief. before. I am a thief. Street rat. I'm a thief in the night. Hey, <laughs> Riff Raff, Street Rat, I don't buy that. If only you looked closer, would you see a poor boy no siree? Oh, let me let me try this. I'm going to get a little closer. Yeah. Oh, that's a poor boy. Yes, siree. <laughs> oh, boy. This is Xenia Rubinos. Yeah, she's cool, man. <laughs> See, and I uh, don't remember her past music at all. I listened to it on the way here, and it Mm. is quite different than the song I'm going to play for you. And um, she talks about that in releasing these two new songs. Um, Do you want to take a minute and talk a a little bit about what you enjoyed about her or your experience with her? Yeah, I sort of of thought of her as in like the same uh like genres tune yards where it was sort of like catchy sort of funky uh indie rock but with mm-hmm. some like strange experimentation i think it was a little more straightforward than tune yards but i yeah. i that's who was brought to mind when i was listening to uh it as well just like she did like really cool like vocal like chanting stuff mm-hmm. and um yeah i uh i really liked cherry tree i believe from the uh, first album and then the whole black terry cat album was one of my faves Mm. so um she uh put out a uh double single and it's not from an album i don't think not at this point at least but she uh thought that they marked this different um more electronic aggressive style and felt it would be a nice energy to lead into 2020 with. And they're both about confident female energy, kind of two sides of a coin. One song is called uh, Diosa, which means goddess, and the other is Bugesha, which means warrior. So Mm. one's one's about a goddess, one's about a warrior. Which, this double single, which by the way is a paradox that... (laughs) can't be a double and a single but um good point is entitled dioja versus bugesha Ah. so they're fighting they're fighting but um i well i don't think they are (laughs) but i think that she's embracing both of these sides and um saying that women shouldn't have to be one or the other they can be both at the same time um, and we're, we're going to listen to Diosa. I'm more of a goddess man than a warrior. And, uh, and I really like this song. It's, it's super interesting. Not at all what I would expect to hear when I, when I turned on a, a new song from her and it immediately has me interested to see what else comes from her in 2020, hopefully a lot more. So let's go ahead and listen to Xenia Rubinos with Diosa. Only one dwelling like an unlucky. 
Divina, chula, bella, diosa, reina, chula, bella. You are the only one. say this lordy lordy barry gordy i was like when you say okay should zenny rubino's going into like more electronic i'm like yeah i could see that i uh i sort of had an idea of what that would be and that was not it at all and Mm -hmm. i mean that's that spirit of experimentation and innovation that she's always had that took me by surprise it was i mean i don't know if in my craziest, most twisted dreams, have, could I have dreamed up something like that? I loved how it had sort of a really like driving beat, like that sort of like clapping, but then the synths were all sort of like languid, drawn out, and then that sort of mm-hmm. sort of sounds like a siren. Um, yeah, it was really, really interesting style. I'm very interested in this new direction. Um, I was sort of not sure how I felt throughout, but I was definitely engaged. And by the end was like, yeah, this is pretty sweet. I got to give it the old LLBG. Yeah. I I think you're right on with that. Also, I feel a little bad separating it from its double single, uh, family member there, the other side of the coin. Um, because I they do work, want to hear it, but yeah, they work really well together, and they're actually pretty different from each other as well. Yeah, uh, the uh, Bugesha is a little more sparse, a little hypnotic, um, trancey, hmm. uh, really cool. Yeah, I, I like them both so much, and it was it was hard to pick which one to play, but this is just upbeat and fun, has a good beat, and also um, I love that. Um, in reading a little bit more about it. That the um, the hook of this song, uh, Xenia says, is what I envisioned myself chanting to a friend or a woman I admired to encourage her to keep going and to feel in her power. 
uh, Diosa, which means goddess, Reina, which means queen, Chula means hottie, and Bela means beautiful. So, um, you know, she's just chanting, goddess, queen, hottie, beautiful, over and over again. And envisions women getting ready, looking at themselves in the mirror, dancing solo in their rooms. It's an anthem to hype yourself up and start something. And I I think that really uh, does come through, and it's just uh, really fun to listen to, too. Yeah, and I love the... uh, Because I feel like I got the vibe from the album art, which you know I always will preach how an album art is very important because it's just this fist raised up on this blue background Mm -hmm. you see there's that that strength to it that uh you would expect from a sort of pump up empowerment anthem such as this so that was zenia rubinos with diosa from uh this diosa versus bugesha uh double single which is out right now on ante check it out it's great although i guess if you put two singles together they do make a double but then we should just call it a double not a double single well here's the thing there's a thing called a triple double exactly in basketball right apparently so what's that's no that means that three of their stats they got in double digits that uh, too much math so double single both of these are singles but they're together so they're double both of these are singles, but they're together, so they're a double. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't make me <laughs> That's do what math. I'm saying. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, well, my next song comes from an artist named Your Smith. Uh, my Smith? Your Smith, my Smith, we all Smith for Your Smith. <laughs> um, and her name is Caroline Smith. I mean, we know where the Smith comes from. Now, uh, the Your... I can't say. Maybe she's just sharing her love with everyone in the world. We'll say that's why. Um, and uh, she hails from Minneapolis and Minnesota. Minnesota took that Minneapolis sound, blending together funk and R and B, and the classic songwriting of the L.A. folk heroes. Now that's what, according to her bio. Now, uh, what she's done on this new EP, which is entitled Wild Wild Woman, it's uh, some really great like indie pop. I could see maybe bringing in some elements of like R&B and uh, funk, but for the most part, this song, I just heard it on my Discover Weekly, and I just thought it was a great sort of breezy indie pop jam driven by some nice guitar and great vocals. So let's get into it. Here's your Smith with In Between Plans.
Was a that was a cool song it had a vibe that i like uh reminds me kind of of now now which has like a kind of singer songwritery version of pop music right now which yeah. i enjoy blending kind of like those instrumentation but applying it to modern pop sound in a way um yeah i enjoyed it and i was freaking out because you said caroline smith as you were ending your introduction and i was like caroline smith i know that name is this the same caroline smith that i know from 2013 when when she released her half about being a woman album and it is it's the same caroline smith she changed her name to your smith and you should really check out that album from 2013 it's fantastic i love it i haven't thought about it in a while i need to listen to it right now hell yeah there's this whole other layer to this artist yes. that I didn't know about. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. I will be listening to that album. She also, in 2014, collaborated with Lizzo on a song, which is super fun. Um, back Shit. forever That's ago. Awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, they're both Minnesota girls. Minnesotans, yeah. yes. Um, yeah, I love that song. I, I was going to say In Between Plants, more like In Between Jams, which is what we are right now. That's Because right. we're literally in between different jams yeah. that was one and um i yeah. i, I love <laughs> you made that clear brian i don't know if you get it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. one of the jams and there's one coming up and, there's and right one now after we're in between yes yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. um and uh i love that sort of guitar solo which i'm like i it's sort of 
seems like it wouldn't fit in a song like that. The like, you know, it's like very like mm-hmm, classic mm-hmm. rock, like big rock sound where this is more of like a toned down, uh, you know, sort of poppy nug. It just works so well. It's very balanced. And I'm like surprised how well it works. And I just love some of the lyrics, the one about Jesus. And he says, I'm rolling quesadillas and I'm in between plans. Mm-hmm. And I could set it in stone, but I'll write it in sand. I, I like that because I feel like this whole thing is like just that freedom of being in between plans that she's saying, like, I left my clothes on the catamaran, just like that freedom of being like, I got nowhere to go. I got nothing to do right now. I I can do whatever I want. Go where the wind takes me. And uh, it's the uh, the feeling of the song really captures that sentiment really well. And uh yeah, it's just a really cool, well-constructed song. So that was your Smith with In Between Plans. That is from the Wild Wild Woman, Wild Wild Woman EP. Don't accidentally go to Will Smith's Wild Wild <laughs> West EP. Um, that's an LP. That is out now on Neon Gold Records. So I'm going to move on to a British post-punk band uh well more of a dream pop slash post-punk it's it's a pretty cool sound you'll hear in a minute hold your horses dream post-punk pop <laughs> yes uh called thyla have you ever listened to thyla before no i have not they're a relatively new band came out with an ep earlier this year and they're following that up with a with another ep early 2020 and um this is the first song i've heard from them and it makes me want to hear more uh, it's called Lennox Hill, which is uh, the ho- the name of the hospital where the front woman, Millie Doofy, was born. Mm. And uh, as she says, the song is an honest and emotional coming-of-age tale. Life can take so many turns and you can forget where you came from and what makes you you. The important stuff like family can get set aside in the pursuit of whatever it takes to drive you. Lennox Hill is about realizing you're lost and deciding to go back to your roots to find the way again. Mm. Interesting thoughts. And um, we'll get into a little bit more on the song after we hear it. But um, I I really like this song. It's propulsive. It's poppy. It's uh, got a post-punk edge to it. And it starts out and you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I've I've heard this sound before. But I think it, it kind of evolves over the track. So... Let's go ahead and listen to Thyla with Lennox Hill.
That was definitely a cool sound overall. I feel like, I mean, maybe a little bit in the beginning, but I really feel like I don't hear anything quite like that. Um, very big rock sound, mm-hmm. sort of with the uh, the post-punk style where it's just sort of this overarching uh, sort of like fuzz and then it builds in different, but then they go hard in the chorus there. Um, really fantastic vocal performance there as well. And then adding in like the synths uh yeah it was very uh very unique sound very cool i like it and the chorus was almost at times like a heim-esque poppy like mm-hmm. chorus that's mm-hmm. what it reminded me of which felt like a sort of switch up it was sort of unexpected uh given the like big rock sound that they had uh going on there so yeah very cool i love the the melodies that um th- that millie uh, is singing there and the structure of the song is interesting yeah like you it said, is for sure um it does sound like a couple different aspects of songs put together in a cool package um i think when it starts out i i'm like oh okay here's another dream pop song but then it it, it gets harder and that's oh, it, it goes hard and that's when i like and it. i feel like it's constantly like rising yeah. even not it's yeah. not always like rocking harder and harder it's just that feel that floaty feeling of just mm-hmm. and with that synth really helps it in the end of just that like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know if this was a 90s movie your glass would have oh, broken boy. right now <laughs> yeah i know luckily it didn't because cleaning up glass sucks oh it, it's terrible let's get into let's it. talk no, about we it. don't have no. time for that um anyway uh so millie also talks about how um she ran from home and her friends to do music and um i can identify with that somewhat like feeling like you're you're leaving behind your past to pursue something that's important to you and um she feels like it's only since she started going back uh as she says both literally and metaphorically that she feels like she's got a real shot at this um music yeah and when she was getting an MA, she studied authenticity in music, hmm. and um, taught. And she goes on to talk about how how you can't just fake it, and that shines through. And that's a quality 100%. of of music that I feel like there's a certain uh, aspect that I can't quite put my finger on, but it's just it's authenticity. The it's the soul. Yeah, and um, which is why. AI's not going to replace real musicians, Grimes. (laughs) So she says you can't fake it, and if you do and succeed, it means nothing uh, to her. So if if you fake it and succeed, it doesn't really mean anything. And there's a line in this song that I think is is really cool. Um, But now the flowers ain't good enough, and I'm faking for some love. I need a reminder. I'm falling behind her. I need to remember who I was. Because I can hear silence in my lungs. I'm feeling violent. I think I'm done. I know I'm alive, but there's nothing left of me anymore. Um, and I, I just think that's a really interesting line about, you know, realizing that you have to be authentic. You have to not run away from who you are and go back to kind of where you started as a person sometimes. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I just think this song is really interesting. A lot of layers to it. Yeah. And it sounds really good. It does, and I I really like that what she's talking about with the authenticity there. Um, 
because I 100% believe the same thing. On the other hand, I would counter that with the fact that the number one stream song on Spotify is Ed Sheeran, Shape of You. So, (laughs) unfortunately, unfortunately, 2.3 billion other people don't feel the same way we do. But, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So that was Thyla. (laughs) That's a nice way to, to end that. With Lennox Hill from Everything at Once... Uh, which is out January 24th. That's a self-released one, my friend. You're big. You love to gloat when you have a self-released oh, album. I do. I so. love to praise these self-made artists. You doing it, kid. You got a shot at this. All right, my next song comes from a singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist uh, named Chris Stewart, and he goes by the name Black Marble and makes just some fantastic new ordery synth pop that's what it says he's influenced by cold wave early 80s synth pop and the mighty bass playing of new new orders peter hook and i love when an artist is just like i have a lane this is what i do well i'm good at it and you like it so i'm gonna do it and you're gonna like it mm-hmm. and um like I like on this album, not that there's not variety within that sound because there certainly is, but it's that I, when I'm like, I just need an eighties influenced, really good synth pop album. I keep going back to this one. Uh, bigger than life is the name of the album. And we're going to listen to the song private show. Let's, let's get our tickets and take our seats. Cause we're getting a private show from black Marvel.
Papa Like It Then song. Yeah, it's uh, I'm a big New Order fan. It had a nice New Order vibe to it, but he did his own thing with it too. And uh, I listened to this album and I enjoyed it. That's one yeah. of the songs that uh, that stood out to me as well. So good on you, my boy. It also made us dance weird. Oh uh, yeah, I was dancing with T Rex arms, and yes. you were dancing with that like stupid crazed glazed over look yeah. that jack nicholson has as jack torrance in the shining absolutely uh, uh, and it it freaked me out but i loved it it was sort of like a trance bang it was like a head bang <laughs> where i was just like staring crazily yeah. into the distance yeah i love that song the synths it's like musical acupuncture they're just these little i like that that's nice i just what i thought they're like little synth needles stabbing out and then that like uh, sort of delayed guitar just sort of smooth over all mm-hmm. of it. I really mm-hmm. like that dichotomy. And then the vocals are uh, very like heavily affected and sort of monotone. I like that because that reminds me of that era as well. I yep. uh, definitely exploited your bias for New Order. Yeah. But yeah, I like what uh, the new things that Black Marble does with that sound. I was listening to lyrics more, I feel like, than I did be, uh, before. So I think it's interesting when he's saying, like, everybody lies to stay together. Um, and then, so it seemed like a sort of, like, anti-relationship type thing. But then in the end, he's talking about seeing you in my dreams. And has this, like, vision of someone and saying, Little Mountains, I think they called him come with me let's go Mm. i I never picked up on those lyrics before i was finding that very interesting this sort of like dream of someone coming to you and like beckoning you to come with me so that was black marble with private show from bigger than life that is out now on sacred bones records you know i've got a list a good year-end list uh top three daddies of 2019 and Number one and two are Planet Amp Podcast and Pinecast. We are Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetamppodcast.com. Also check the Facebook page. They got some good events coming up. Uh, Andy Reid is doing Homerphilia, a live podcast, which is about The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, also Detroit Strange, uh, which is another podcast I'm a big fan of on the network. They're doing uh, a live show with uh, some people who worked on It Follows and doing a screening of the movie. So that's going to be really cool. It Follows is one of the best horror movies of the last 10 years. So you should definitely go to that show. Who's number three on... Actually, I think they might all be tied for first place. I was going to say, yeah. Most daddiest daddy. Uh, (laughs) But who's our third daddy, Brian? Offshelf.net. You know it. You love it. You visit it. You get all of your content about music and games, books and comics. I know you do. So much fun. We know it already. That's... I saw it in your history. Well, guess what? That's our daddy. Yeah. That's daddy number three tied for number one with the other two daddies. Yes. As the daddiest daddy of them all. Go check out offshelf.net. All right. That's going to do it for us. I'm Luke LeBen saying... You better check your perspective. And I'm Brian LeBen reminding you don't let the bastards grind you down. This is the best song ever. Mm-hmm.